Hey loves, like you, I desire an abundant life and its lifestyle and to continue to show up as my best version of self, where we win in life to reclaim, rediscover, redesign an authentic and genuine self. And yes, this is intimacy on a whole new level. Welcome. Join us at claritywithsue.com. Again, that's claritywithsue.com. Welcome to the good life. You know, Benny, I'm still acclimating to the new vibe and the new, you know, for years it's been the gratitude cafe. I mean, we're still, we're still grateful. We're still, we're still jonesing on the gratitude. It's hard to shake a good thing. I mean, you know, it's just really is. Yes. So we're going to, we're, we're going to still shake with the gratitude. Yeah. that works. I, You know what I wanted to do? I wanted to go get jiggy with, get, I know you're just like, still stop. There's just other things in, in the works know, this last year that make that song just not as much as it used to be. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> hey, we have got some fire on the show today. I mean, other than me, we get some soul fire. <laughs> we do, we do. <laughs> we do, we do. Oh, Kelly doesn't have a clue what she got herself into, does she? <laughs> I feel like you guys just really don't need me. I could just sit here as an audience member and watch that's, the two of you. I think that's a better show. Entirely <laughs> not true. You're totally welcome. Oh, thank you. All right, you guys, welcome. Clarity with Sue. If you want the newsletter, if you want a copy of the show, you want the show notes, the juicy stuff behind the scenes, all the special links, you know where to go. ClarityWithSue.com forward slash newsletter. Just go to Clarity with Sue and you're going to see the little newsletter pop up and it's called love bumps because i'm giving you some loving so are my guests today we are going to be talking about podcasting and the 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 owners of soul fire and you know we're going to get more into the why and the culture of why they did this and i think this is super juicy because when you know that something isn't there or you get frustrated with something so you're going to create something that's completely magical and amazing and fighting through the fear and the cobwebs of all of that and creating something pretty amazing. So with that, I am going to bring on our guest and Kelly and her husband. I know Kelly, it's just you today. Do you want me to bring on Connor kind of, sort of all that? Yeah, you can bring on and bring him on in the ethereal. <laughs> all right, done. All right, here we go. I'm going to do the formal bio like I always do, but or and we're going to get to know you and the the why and feel your energy but i'm going to do the formal bio anyway so we started meaning kelly and connor we started soul fire as two podcasters who were frustrated with the industry and the lack of support and transparency understand that completely so we brought together the brightest and most creative minds and put everything in one place for you. We really believe podcasting doesn't have to be so difficult and having a team to support you is the best way to ensure growth and the space to do what you really want. Connor is a creative director and behind the scenes guru and handles all the client onboarding, brand partnership and lead our incredible team for you. Here we go. And there's Miss Kelly. We've got you here on the show today. And do we talk about the bun? 
the bun in the oven. Yes, we can talk about the bun. <laughs> the bun. I, was, I was trying to throw out a slow pun and you caught yeah. on really good. <laughs> so welcome, Kelly. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me, Sue. Yes. Okay. So I do the formal bio love, but let's get to know you, the juicy stuff, the behind the scenes. And I get that you, mm. you create similar to why I created the radio show. I was just like, I need some good juicy content, right? And bringing people. So please let's, let's hear about it. Yeah. Well, for me, I was a TV host for like 14 years. And so I knew the production side of things. I knew what it was like to be on camera. I understood, um, you know, how to bring value to an audience, entertainment, um, what goes into a really good show, how to have good conversations, how to interview properly so that people aren't pulling their hair out while they're listening to you be really annoying, you know, all of those things. And then when I left that career, I was like, well, okay, well, what do I do now? Because this really the only skill set that I have aside from working at Lululemon for like six months when I was 21. So I, you know, thought about it for six months and I thought I should have a podcast. And so I started my show because I knew I wanted to support women and holistic healing. I had had chronic illness for 14 years as well. And so I wanted to go from sports and talking to guys about home runs and all of that stuff to really supporting women and their healing, because that's what I was going through personally. And so that was like my first step into podcasting. Um, and then I quickly realized that the production company I was with was not doing a good job of supporting me. And I just felt like there were so many holes. And I thought, where is the support in this is how you run a podcast. It's important to get ratings and reviews. This is why we edit the show this way. Here's connections to other people in you know, similar communities so that you can be on each other's shows or help each other. There just was none of that. No transparency, no community. And I just thought there has to be a better way. Um, and so I had started dating Connor at the time. We're married now, but um, he had a background in podcasting and creating podcasts. Um, and then of we course brought it all was this beautiful marriage. Of course. Yeah. And well, we met through our podcast, which was hilarious. Um, oh, awesome. like a podcast love story, which is <laughs> so dorky. Um, but we got together and then we brought in Sam, who's now our COO. And she had been at the production company I was with in the beginning. And we basically just looked at everything that was missing and said, how can we do this better? How can we pay attention to detail? How can we focus on transparency? How can we take all the information that comes from the industry and actually disperse it to our hosts rather than hold it behind this veil? And how can we create community so that everyone feels really supported and not isolated, which is what the podcast industry is. It's just this very isolated place and no one knows what they're doing. And Google will not give you the answers no matter how far you look. So that's what we did. And we've been doing this for about two and a half years. We have, you know, anywhere from 35 to 40 shows at a time that we produce. And I love what we do because one, it's almost an all female team that we have, which I love. Um, we have 13 people on the team now. And well, your husband is completely outnumbered. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> which he's totally fine with. Oh, I'm bad. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, he knows I'm the boss, <laughs> um, but we have almost all women. And then we have almost all female hosts, which I really love too, because that's the other thing about the podcast industry, as you know, is it's mostly men. And I wanted to give a platform to women's voices because when I was in television from, you know, 21 to 29, I just kept bringing these ideas to my bosses and they just always got shut down, but the guys got to do whatever the heck they wanted. And I thought yeah. this just isn't fair because I'm getting access to people like Magic Johnson, who he won't talk to anyone else at the network. He requested me 
But when I pitch something, y'all say no. So there has to be a different way. So I wanted to have a platform for women where we could talk about the things that matter, have really important conversations, and also have the support behind us, this idea of sisterhood, which I'm sure you've talked about plenty. It's like, how can we actually support one another in building our communities and amplifying our voices and having real conversations that move the needle? Oh, bang on sister, (laughs) bang on. And the conversation, in addition to what you're just saying, it's, it's building of community and then also providing a resource of the how to's Yeah. instead of just being out there alone. And I, and I know I've been doing this for going over 12 years now. And I know when I first started, although the space that I'm in right now with, with Sandusky and KKNW, they've been really great supporting, but I'm also on Trestor Radio. Now I need a whole nother team when I go back into the podcast world and to be able to have that community and something that you had said earlier, which is really important to me, it's always, for me, it's a win-win. I want to share you just as much as you want to share me or the other women. It's not one person. It's not that it's about community. It's about sharing the love and, and bringing all these incredible thought leaders to the forefront, whether it's men, women, all that, right. We've got so much to learn from everybody. Yeah, I agree. And I think, Uh, you know, the other thing that I love about what we've done and that I just, I didn't know was really the missing piece is that when you are podcasting, a lot of people don't have teams. Like it's so great that you have people that could give you, give you feedback and hold you accountable. But a lot of people don't have access to that. And I don't so, have a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Benny would be the biggest one, but yeah. Yes, cool. yeah. But I just feel like what we've been able to do is just kind of hold people's visions for them and also be a reflector of what's not working. So much of my job is not actually about the production side of things. People really come to us now because we're able to give them feedback and look at their business and their podcast from a holistic view and say, okay, here you have this course, this offering, this retreat, you have the podcast, you have your business and your clients, but something's not making sense. Where are the missing pieces? And we're really able to step in and look at that from our perspective on the outside and say, here's what you're missing. Like your content isn't clear or your messaging doesn't make sense. Or you think you're talking to this audience, but you're actually talking to this audience because we get so in our own like bubble and we think that this is what's going on. And so often we're wrong, but we don't have anyone to give us feedback. And I love that about this because it's not about podcasting. Podcasting is sort of an aside. It's really about higher level clarity and messaging and how we're, how you're talking to your community, how you're building community, and then everything else falls within that. I love it. And there's, there's so much more than just the CEO or owning the company of Soulfire, what you guys are doing and what you're providing an audience. I want you to hear this because they provide, I mean, you've got courses, you've got support. Can we talk about that noodle on that a little bit? Cause I yeah. think that is super, super juicy. Yeah. So yeah. we do, we do monthly production. So if you have a show and you say, Hey, I want to give you everything, please handle it from, you know, the bare bones, the raw audio video to the completed product, um, putting it on YouTube, all of that, we can do everything for you. But I think the other offerings that are really cool is we have the pod course, which for people who are going to be doing this on their own, they can take that. And we literally teach you everything we do. We hold nothing back. We have tutorials on equipment, how to have conversations, how to ask questions, how to upload your show, things to do for marketing, what your thumbnail should look like. Like we literally lay everything out there, um, which is an amazing resource. And then we also do strategy for people. So we can do a consulting call with you. So you can bring us your podcast. You can say, Hey Kelly, I don't know why my downloads aren't growing. 
this is, you know, these are all my show titles. These are the numbers. This is my messaging. This is my goal. Can you help me figure this out? And we'll walk through step-by-step everything and give you feedback. And then we also can launch your show for you and then basically give it to you so that you or your team can do it. So we'll, we'll go through a regular onboarding as if you're our client for six weeks, we'll create all your artwork. We'll do a couple episodes, trailer description. We'll help you build the vision, all the goals, who you're talking to, all of that stuff. And then after six weeks, you take it and you do it and you have an entire framework for how to edit the podcast, how to put it out there. We've taught you everything. So then if you're not someone who can afford to do monthly production with us, or you already have your own team, but they needed some support, then we give that to you. And then you have ownership of it. And for me, it's, it's all about empowering people to take ownership of their own content and their show, whether we're doing production for you or not, I don't care. I just want you to be able to ask the right questions have clarity around what you're doing and be able to meet your goals and understand what your goals are. So many people come to us. I'm like, what's the goal of your show? And they're like, I want to help people. And I'm like, that's great, but we got to go a little deeper. Right. So it's like, (laughs) how can we get more clarity so that you can actually meet your goals? Right. Clarity is the gas pedal to all your desires, brothers and sisters. It's (laughs) It's across the board. I mean, it's such a huge umbrella with life. I mean, it is. And then you talk about business and your bottom line and you've got to get clear, right? You Mm -hmm. really do. I love that. And I was get, and I love that you just kind of segued into strategy because I was on your site and I was like, Ooh, strategy. I want to talk because that's like the nuts and bolts. Mm-hmm. And I want to re- kind of recap for the audience. We've, we've jumped into the show and knowing with Soulfire, you've got strategy, you've got the support, you've got somebody and a whole team, not somebody, a whole team that's literally going to push the button and go for you. And, or you can take courses for yourself. I want you guys all to hear this. This is super valuable. You don't find this kind of holistic approach, at least in the industry. I've been doing this for over 12 years. I, this is the first time I've seen this type of holistic and it's, it's um, a good feeling, energetic feeling. And, and you go to your site, everything's concise and clean and it makes sense, right? So you guys are doing what you're teaching. You're walking your talk. So (laughs) yeah. Right. I mean, we all make mistakes. I, you know, I, I've, when I first started this, I'm like, Oh, so the universe wants me to have an international radio show. Um, radar. It's never been on my radar. Radio had never been on my radar. I'm like, Oh, shiitake. I got to speak my truth. What, what's my voice like? Oh, yeah. But, and I had started getting people at coffee shops recognizing me on my laugh. And I thought I that love was it. the weirdest thing. <laughs> <laughs> the cackle. <clears throat> and, and then also, anyways, my congestion. Okay. So what's next with you guys? What's happening? I mean, I saw all the guests. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Where I'm happy to talk about all of that if you, if you want to do that. But it's about Soul Fire and the big umbrella of what you guys are doing and providing. I just am so excited for Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's interesting. I'm like, I, like we were talking about, I'm pregnant and the first trimester was so brutal and I was throwing up every day and I was like, why does anyone ever get pregnant? Let alone (laughs) do this multiple times. Everyone is insane. No one prepared me for this. And we did IVF too. Yeah. Three. You're crazy lady. (laughs) Very. And they're all girls. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, we think we're having a girl. We're not finding out until we have the baby, but we think it's a girl. His mother thinks it's a boy. She's the only one. His grandfather wants it to be a boy. So he says it's a boy. Are we, are we sure about just one? 
Yes, we are sure okay, about right, right. Oh, yes. Benny. <laughs> Thank you very much, Sue, because she knows well, where I'm Benny, coming from. Benny, was a, he's got two boys, twins, and they had no idea that they were going to have oh, twins. Go yeah, ahead, we kind of were just like, oh, no big deal that we went in for our first ultrasound. I'm like, oh, look at that. There's and it was natural? <laughs> you guys didn't do IVF or anything? Nope. Wow. Yeah, right? <laughs> Lucky yeah. me. Yes, <laughs> I totally twins. am. I totally. He's am. got two twins that anchor him. They're just adorable. It happened very I mean, fast, though. Yeah. I thought we were gonna have twins. Like I really felt it, and I thought doing IVF, our chances would be mm -hmm. higher. Um, but when we went in to see the doctor, she's like, "Yeah, your chances are less than two percent." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And now I'm kind <laughs> of glad. No offense, Benny. No, no, <laughs> I'm not taking. <laughs> Because my good. body's already been through enough hell. I don't know <laughs> if I want to add like another baby on top of that. The one, the one that's inside of me right now is kicking me like crazy as we speak. It's so funny. Um, Hi, baby. I know. But anyways, so first trimester sucked and I was just like not involved in business. I had to really step back because I couldn't even think straight. And I didn't know what we were doing. I was just like, okay, well, let's just like keep chugging along and keep doing what we're doing. And now I've kind of come out of that fog and I have such clarity around where I want this to go. And I feel like, I feel like I'm birthing new things into the world. And I'm sure you can appreciate this. And I've talked to so many other moms. It's like, you're not only pregnant with a baby, but you feel, I feel pregnant with ideas and creativity. That's all yeah. the juices that you're creating. Yes. Totally. That yeah. makes total sense. Yeah. And so I think something that we've talked a lot about internally is how we can support brands more, which is interesting because I never thought of that, but we do a lot of work with brands because we run ads on our shows and because our shows are small to medium size, you know, they're not like the Joe Rogans of the world. They're not getting a hundred thousand downloads an episode. We're very clear that we support small to medium sized podcasts. We end up supporting small to medium sized brands brands that are new to the space who have never advertised before. I'm literally on the call with these CEOs and founders and they're like, wait, can you explain this to me again? And I'm walking them through step-by-step step because I really want to help them because these are brands we truly believe in. We use ourselves. Um, and so I'm trying to help them advertise and reach the right communities. And so what I'm noticing is that these people have no idea what they're doing and it's by no fault of their own, but it's the same thing in podcasting. There's no transparency. There's no community. If you go over to the other side to work with an ad agency is a bajillion dollars and these new companies can't afford it. And so they're having to, you know, try and figure it out by their, on their own bootstrapping everything. And so my thing is how can we also create some sort of funnel with the brands where we're supporting them on their marketing strategy, on how to reach communities, on how to run ads with podcasts, pairing them with the right shows and just having real conversations with them around, look like that doesn't make sense, or that's not a strategy that, you know, we would use in the podcast space. It might work in paid advertising, but this is different. Just all of those things. So I, I see that as one arm. And then I see the other arm as going beyond podcasting. So how can we really be, be a content house for creators? Um, we do such amazing video work, which is why a lot of our clients come to us, uh, which I love and I didn't anticipate either, but our head of video, Josh is just incredible. And he just took it and ran with it. And so it's, how can we, and with your background in TV too, exactly. I mean, come on. Yeah. And so yeah. I think it's, how can we work closer with creators, not just podcasters on getting their message out there on sharing with their communities and creating really fun, different content and thinking outside the box. So I think those are sort of the two avenues that we want to build upon of the shows that we already have, um, just to sort of round out our offerings. I love it. I know for myself that one, the, the promoting and the sales that, that end and going and getting, um, 
that, that is not my wheelhouse. It yeah. never been my Achilles heel, fully transparent with all of that. Um, and why would I, and I, and I talk and advocate for the audience and, and I'm sure you've heard this too, but why would I want to do and spend energy on things that I know I'm not good. It's the delegation game, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know what I don't know. And I do know what needs to happen. However, I don't want to, I want to be here and in my genius and my juicy stuff and talking to the people. And, you know, I, I don't want to have to be spending all my bandwidth spinning a wheel that I don't know how to spin. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a really important thing to know about yourself. And I think too many people are trying to do everything. And I know when I started Soulfire, I was trying to do everything. Me too. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And Don't I wore every hat and I was exhausted and I couldn't figure out why the company wasn't expanding. And it's like, well, hi, you're the center of the universe and you only have so much time and energy and effort to give. And so when you're tapped out, then the company is tapped out. And so I had to learn how to delegate and let go of my controlling tendencies. Um, not that I've ever been a control freak or anything. I wouldn't know anything about that, but it's like, if you can let go of the control and you can see where there are people who are better at things than you, our COO is better at so many things than me. I don't know how to edit video or edit audio or find music. I'm just really good at finding the right people to do that. And then I just let them go and don't micromanage them. And my life yeah. is drastically different because of it. I think even if you don't have a team necessarily like a, a production team, but you have an assistant, the more you can give to that person, the more you can take off your plate. And like you said, stay in your zone as genius, be the creator, be the one who's talking, let other things go. The, the better your work will be and the more energy you will have for it and the more growth you can tap into. But we stand in our own way and we create our own blocks because we're like, no one can do it as well as I can. And I'm the best at this. And what if I let it go when they mess up? Then they mess up and you figure it out. Like my team is not perfect. We had to have a conversation last week because I was like, you guys, there are things falling through the cracks. We're not paying attention to detail. It's the first time I've ever had to say something in two and a half years. That's how good they've been. Something, you know, something went wrong. Something else went wrong. And I had to step in and say, look, like we got to fix this. This is not aligned with our values and we're better than this. And they immediately jumped on it and they were so great, but we all get to learn. I get to learn how to be a leader. They get to learn how to step up and take responsibility. And like, that's part of it. Right. But if we just hold on and control everything and we have just like this death grip on life, we're never going to reach our potential. We're never going to access all of the great things that we could create. Ah. Uh. So important. And that delegation is where soul fire comes in, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, literally you've got from A to Z audience. If, if you, if you've got that little, I call it the squeaky wheel, the thorn in the view, you know, whatever that is, it's, there's something in there. Your soul, your soul fire is tapping on you saying, let's do this. And if you're looking for a resource, a community, people that are going to help you to understand what the industry looks like and now going into branding and video and some other great juicy things, contact Soulfire, get a hold of them and see what fits for you. You know, go in and ask the questions. There's no harm or foul in doing that. Again, it's the whole clarity game. Get clear, get clear, and they can help you do that. Um, okay, you know what, Benny, let's take, this is probably, it feels like a good time for a commercial break. If you're joining us on Terrestrial Radio, we're going to be taking a quick commercial break. We're going to be also live on YouTube. So if you are joining us on YouTube, all you got to do is, or if you're not and you want to, all you got to do is just type in 1150 AM and we are over there noodling. We will be back in about three minutes, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. 
here with Clarity with Sue. You also know me as the host and creator of the Gratitude Cafe. Please sign up for the newsletter so we can stay in touch. All you got to do is go to claritywithsue.com, sign up for the newsletter. And I am creating vitality, abundance, and resilience. I want you to win in life and to reclaim, rediscover, redesign the authentic and genuine you. If that sounds juicy and yummy, come over, let's have a conversation, sign up for the newsletter and or the coaching program and the C2C live online program. Again, that's claritywithsue.com. It's time that you are heard, and I don't mean in just a conversation. I mean really heard. Imagine hosting your very own radio program on Alternative Talk 1150. Talk about being heard. Call 425-653-1150 right now to learn how affordable it can be to host your own radio show. Time slots are going fast, so take hold of this chance by dialing 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Dr. Michael know with your health tip of the day from the African American Wellness Project. Asthma affects 25 million people nationwide, and every day 10 people die with it, with African American women and children being most at risk. Early warning signs include coughing, especially at night, or with exercise and wheezing. Almost all asthma can be effectively managed with a good action plan. So talk with your doctor today, and for more information, visit aawellnessproject.org. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. Are you drinking my Kool-Aid, brothers and sisters? All right, we just had a really good conversation on YouTube, and we're going to bring it here on live radio to you guys. So um, back again, we are talking to Kelly and the founder and creator and chief inspirational officer, trainer. I feel like I have so many other titles that I should be giving you, mom, to be for baby mom. <laughs> I will take all of them. (laughs) Soul fire, mama, soul fire queen. I love it, right? Yes. Uh, We were just on break and we were talking about drinking the Kool-Aid, you guys, taking responsibility and accountability for your team. You have heard me talk about the PCC, which is your personal code of conduct and the importance of that clarity. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're a new family, a new parent, um, even if you're single and looking to attract that ideal partner, you have to get clear on who you are and how you're showing up. Now, when I was talking to Kelly, it's more specific to the entrepreneur and her being a leader in the company. You guys are a leader all in general, but today, right now, we're talking about her company and showing up as that leader and getting really clear on how she is showing up and how she's communicating. It's really important. And you got to ask yourself, is the bottom line important to you? Is making money important to you? And that's not in that crass kind of sense, but it's important that you, you make some money so you have freedom of choice and all this other stuff. And then also that alignment with your team, it's really, really important. So you're not losing people. You don't have high turnover. So you have money coming in and resources coming in. There's, there's an energetic 
and you know there's this whole flow of energy that's happening and when it starts to get sticky you know things start falling through the cracks and you're like whoa whoa, whoa wait a minute so let's have that conversation and talk to us about that leadership role and how that well that how that's changed for you and um soul fire too because i think that's super important yeah i mean when I was in television, I just did what everyone told me. I had bosses. I had the Lakers bosses, the galaxy bosses, the Dodgers bosses, and then my TV bosses. And it was just so many men just telling me what to do. And so I just fell in line and followed the rules and did what I needed to do. And being the, and you know, I was a leader in sports, but running a company is, is so different. And especially when you're dealing with adults, you know, when you're young and there's kids and it's different, you know, you just, I I just feel like the way you approach it is so different when you're dealing with adults, people are very set in their ways. They have a way of going about things. Sometimes they can be pains in the butts and you're just like, okay, this is what we're doing today. We we all know we all can be pains in the, yes, I I am, you know, I have my emotional wreck days too, and I'm can't be bothered. So, and our COO, God bless her soul, you know, deals with me and that's what it is. But I think for me running the company has been a crash course in leadership of how am I leading by example? Am I clear on what my values are, what matters to me? And then am I reflecting that to the team? Am I showing them every day? This is what matters to me personally. This is how I want to run the company collectively. And are you on the same page? And I was just telling you in the break that when we started the company, there was five of us and we were all very much on the same page. And the core team is still very much on the same page. Um, I feel like I got lazy over the last couple of years because they were so on the same page. They held the vision so well that I didn't have to repeat myself. I didn't have to remind them, Hey, we care about detail, transparency, honesty. These are our core values. This is the mission. They're just same, same thought pattern. Oftentimes inside my head is what it feels like. And I love that. And to me, that feels like, wow, I hired the right people. Like we did the thing. Yeah. But what happened is we grew really quickly. We hired five people in two weeks and I will never do that again. But congratulations. (laughs) Like Yay us. And, um, learned my lesson pretty quickly that that was a lot of onboarding at one time. We also have two of those people are international. Um, and so, you know, there's, well, actually three of them are international Two are in the Philippines. Um, one's in Canada. Um, so there's the time difference, there's the language, there's, you know, working differently. They're not all full-time, which our core team is full-time. So you're just dealing with a lot of different variables that we hadn't had and things have been dropped in the last month and the attention to detail has not been as big of a focus. And, there is nothing that drives me crazier than things being misspelled on videos or in show notes. And I just want to pull my hair out and just stab myself in the eyes. It's oh, I, ju- I just did this with my team. Literally. I saw the newsletter that popped out this morning. I'm like, did anybody do a spell check? Like when I read books, I just had a friend who, who published a book and it's like self-published, but not. And so she has editors, but it's, still self-published. Anyways, I'm reading her book and I had to text her. I was like, yo, love you so much. Really proud of you. Every single page has a grammatical or at least one spelling error. And I, everybody needs a friend like you in our wheelhouse. Well, I I know I'm I'm like, you spent $10,000 to have this book published and they have an editor and they're not catching like things that are so glaringly obvious to me. I'm like, do you have an editor? Do you want me to edit your book for you? <laughs> She's like, no. She's like, I actually caught it. And, you know, when I was doing the audio book, they're fixing it. 
I'm like, okay. But it's just things like that where I'm like, look, our, our clients pay like 2,200 to $2,800 a month for us to work on their show. I freaking expect better of us. They shouldn't have to message us and say, Hey, you messed this thing up. Right. It's very rare. Right. I'm not, I'm, I'm making a big deal about it because this is a value of mine. It's not like our team is messing up all the time, but it it happened a couple of times. And that was enough for me to be like, this is so inappropriate. This is unacceptable behavior from us. We pride ourselves on attention to detail. We pride ourselves on being a one-stop shop where we do everything for them. So they don't have to worry about this stuff. No babysitting. Exactly. Exactly. And so I realized, and I talked to my COO, Sam, about this. I said, I have to take responsibility for getting a little lazy because I don't think that I was clear enough and verbalized this enough to our new hires, how important attention to detail is to us. It is literally the bread and butter of what we do. And if we're not doing that, then why are people going to pay us a lot of money to handle their stuff? And so the team is meeting. I talked to everyone on the team. It was so amazing to me to watch each person take responsibility. Even if they weren't the ones making mistakes, they were like, I will double check my work. I will show up. I believe in this. Like I don't ever want See, to be the reason. The alignment. Is that is yeah. it, right? It, it was such a good lesson because at first I was like, Oh my God, I have such a headache. I can't believe we're dealing with this. And then I just watched how every single person on the team responded. I was like, y'all are the reason I do this every day. You're so amazing. And they're so aligned. They just made some mistakes because they were doing too much and working too fast. And they just needed a little like, okay, let's reset and focus on what matters. And so it was the best lesson for all of us. I love it. I love the genuine, authentic. Oh, hang on a minute. You're going to have to continue talking for me. Okay. Sometimes we have to hit the mute button. It's okay. I'm sure um, you can do that yeah. on the fly, right? You're pretty Thank good. Thank you. Yeah, on yeah, the fly. Right. I'm back. So that genuine <laughs> authentic, sorry, you guys, I, I'm good. dealing with some stuff. My body is dealing with some stuff. Uh, that genuine authentic alignment where you and your team, you first show up as a leader and you're clear and authentic and genuine. And you now have a team that you're hiring and building and then being able to go to them and say, hey, we've got some mistakes here. And everybody taking responsibility and accountability and going, you know what? We did check. Thank you. Let's do this. We're right here with you. And I love that. And there's so much value on that alignment of your team. And I say team as an entrepreneur, team as family, because man, when you bring in children, you you first, it's just been you adults or the fur babies. Now you're bringing in children. There's going to be a whole different code and conduct that's going to be happening. How are we raising? How are we talking? How, you know, all this stuff needs to have a conversation, right? So that alignment is really important. There was a conversation that I had. Where was that? Or maybe I I was listening to Brene Brown in one of her um, conversations. And she had reiterated what I was talking about, the importance between your personal and your professional life. And that alignment has got to go into your professional. You can't have one or the other. Did I communicate that effectively? Yeah. I think that the reason I have core values and the reason I have worked so hard to be in alignment or have things make sense, um, you know, to kind of dumb it down in a way is because when Connor and I first started dating, we were in somatic therapy together and we were working with our therapist. And that was the first time I had ever had a conversation around core values. 
And he and I were not in a good place. We both wanted to kill each other. And she had us like journal what our core values were. And then we didn't, we didn't share them. We brought them to our session and she said, okay, each of you read your core values. And there were five values each of us had, and four of them were exactly the same. And she was like, see, this is why I had you do this because y'all think that you're so different and you want to kill each other right now. You're very aligned, but the way you're showing up, the way you're communicating is different. So how can we focus on this and understand that you are different people with different patterns, different communication styles, but that at the end of the day, you both want the same thing. And that changed our relationship because it allowed us to see we're on the same team, even though we don't show up the same way all the time Ah, and we want the same things out of life. And so when I took that, when we were creating soul fire, I didn't do it in a very, um, like professional manner. I didn't like write these things down and say, these are our values and everyone, it was just a known thing. It was a felt energy around how this company was going to operate. And I think there's so much to be said for how we live our lives in our homes and personally, and the way we take that to our business, because I don't know about you, but when I was in TV, I felt like I was living a double life. I had chronic illness. I was a people pleaser. I was, you know, showing up to get attention and validation from men to tell me that I looked cute on TV and my skirt and the whole thing. And then I would go home and I was miserable and I hated myself and I didn't like my body and all the things. And so I think that if you're someone who's ever lived a double life or had to like be one person here and then shift to be another person, the whole point is that it doesn't have to be that way. You get to just be all of you everywhere you go. And that is how I feel with soul fire. I am so myself in my home and when I go to work and how I run the team and the way I communicate, one of the best compliments I ever get is people have listened to my show or seen my stuff on Instagram. And they're like, they meet me in real life and they say, wow, you're the same. I'm like, Yeah. I get to be the same. I yeah, you know, celebrated, right? I get you. I get you. But it's so rare. It's so rare. And I think I just it took me a long time and I'm still working on it. But if you're aligned with your values in the way you operate in life and in business, you don't have to try so dang hard. There's no, there is um, PS, there is no trying, but there yes. is it's doing and being. It's just the being of showing up. And having the the faith and the confidence, even though, you know, your external world has been showing up different because your internal world has been projecting, still now you're evolving and changing. So as you are evolving and changing, stick with it, have that faith and that confidence within yourself because your external world is going to start showing up differently to reinforce what's truly transforming and authentic and genuine within here. I think that's so important. And then aligning with that team and team is home team is entrepreneurship, team is, you know, finding your ideal partner, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And not being afraid to have hard conversations. Like I said, I was a people pleaser. I was non-confrontational. My mom was super confrontational. She passed away a couple of years ago. And in the last few years, I've really reflected on how confrontational she was and how that caused me to be so non-confrontational and to be a pleaser and to, you know, just live up to her expectations and to always do what I'm told. And I think one of the greatest assets and, and skills that I have now is to have hard conversations and be okay with being challenged and not being right. If it's like, if I wasn't right, then I did something wrong and I was a failure. And now I'm, I'm so open to being wrong. And I don't even think it's about right or wrong. I think it's, you know, the best decision based on whatever circumstance you're in. Right. And it's not about the ego of like, Oh, but I was right. It's like, does this make sense? 
no. Okay. Like move on. And I think if you're able to have hard conversations in your relationships, whether it's with friends or your partner, and then hard conversations in your business that allows you to stay in alignment. If you're not having hard conversations and you're not being challenged, then you get kind of in your own bubble and you only hear the echo chamber of yourself, your own narrative. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like confirmation bias over and over again, but how can you open up to other people's ideas and different lenses through which you can see the world and say, Oh, I totally see where you're coming from on that. Like that makes sense. Let's do it your way. And that feels really good because again, the delegation, right? It doesn't have to be all about me and my beliefs and what I think is right. And the stamp of approval of the CEO. It's like, Oh, actually you have a way better idea. Let's go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And I, I love that energy of this conversation and one being it's okay. You know, it is okay. I don't know what I don't know. And that's okay. And I think that I don't think I know growing up in teens, you know, the, the, the teens and the tweens and all that stuff, you're in that Petri dish of trying to prove yourself. You have got things bombarding you left and right, whether it's family coaches, you know, other kids, cause they're doing the same thing. So it's coming at you left and right. So you've got to armor up with an ego of some sort because you've got to have some kind of self-protection. Right. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the, whether it's the self-protection of recovering people pleaser, you know, the codependency recovering codependency, all that, which right here with you, sister completely. And then letting the armor fall down and going, you know what? I don't need to know all that. I don't know all that. And I'm going to say, I don't know what I don't know. And that's okay. Let's learn from each other. I call it the CCs, compassionate curiosity, have a lot of compassion, not only for yourself, but for me and get really curious in the conversation. Cause it takes that little angst, that sting out of it. Let's get curious. Can we get curious about this? Something's coming up for me. Doesn't feel quite aligned. Let's have a conversation. And if you can have that type of dialogue versus, you know, coming at you, because if you, if you don't feel safe in the conversation, it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. And we also, I love everything you just said. We also have to get comfortable with having hard conversations with ourselves. We are we are so used to being in noise and other people's voices and just letting everything else outside of us dictate us and what we believe and what we do. And that was one of the most profound things that I learned early on when I started personal development and getting into spirituality is like, it's okay to sit in the quiet and be uncomfortable and hear your own thoughts. I had only ever heard everyone else's thoughts. And at first I was like, I wanted to vomit, to be honest, because it felt, I wanted to crawl out of my skin. I felt so uncomfortable being with myself, hearing myself. I didn't even know what my own voice sounded like. It was such a foreign concept. And the more I sat in the quiet, the more I was with myself, the more I heard myself is like the intuition popped in. And it was like, Hey, you don't actually believe this. This is your mom's pattern because she was abused as a child and felt like she had to protect herself. And this was perpetuated as a cycle in your childhood. And so now you think this is how the world operates and how you have to react to things. Okay. So if I don't actually believe that, and that's not my own operating system, just one I've taken on, then what's mine. And then you just have to have honest conversations with yourself and ask yourself better questions. It's something I've talked about for years on the show that I share with everyone is how can we ask ourselves better questions, not other people. Yes, of course, we want to ask other people better questions, especially if you're a host on a show, whatever. 
But how do you ask yourself better questions? How can you be open to what the answer is, even if it's uncomfortable, especially when it's uncomfortable? Because that's, that, it. Lean into that's that. the answer. That's yes. the juicy stuff. Yes, it so is. And I love this conversation. My God, it's so good, Kelly. I knew for myself exactly where you're at when I was leaning into all that. I, I remember saying to myself, well, shiitake, I've been doing everything for everybody else. Who am I? Where am I? What am, you know, and I think that that evolution was when I was, you know, giving birth to my first kids. There's, you know, we have iterations, iterations of, of life and transformation. We expand and keep growing. Not that I'm bigger, better, or greater. It's just an expansion of self and self-love. I remember I was on a jog and I was like, well, what does love mean to me? If it's been a narrative of somebody else and I have been getting love externally and then there's resentments and all this other stuff because I ain't getting my needs met because blah, 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 all that domino effect, right? And I'm like, well, I don't even know what that looks like or feels like. And I would go back in my memory bank and remember a godfather or a hug or something like that. But what it took for me to create a new, a new habit, a new neural pathway is literally I went on YouTube and I found puppies and babies giggling and I could smell the puppy breath and that baby belly laugh. That's just so look at your smile, right? You know, exactly. Yeah. It's pure, just love. And then when I was getting into my, you know, drunk monkey space or something, or I was even intending to have a conversation with an ex-in-law or my mom, I would go into that video and really own that energy and have that self-love for myself, creating an internal neural pathway here and my heart, and then building on that confidence, right? And then go, things would start showing up in my life that was like, oh, I do love that. And I get to choose. Oh, I don't like that. Nope, we're going to swipe left. I think that and that, that value and that hope and that trust that, oh my God, I get to make that choice now. Isn't it amazing too, that that's, that comes up in pregnancy. That's I literally, that is the last week of my life. It's so funny. You bring that up because I, I mean, so we did IVF, like I mentioned. So it was about seven, eight months of me injecting myself with things and taking pills and just being a psycho on hormones. And it was the worst experience of my life by far. And I was telling Connor this morning, I just, I finally feel like myself because what happened last week is that I broke. I freaking broke. We were fostering two puppies. I have two dogs. I'm running the company. I'm growing a baby. I'm supporting my husband through some hard things and conversations he's having with himself, himself about like, who am I? What is my life going to look like? You know, all the, the dad questions that are coming up right now, which I love that he's doing, but it, it's hard to hold that space. And I just felt like I've been doing everything for everyone else. I am the vessel and I'm not, no one's taking care of me. Like who's taking care of me. And what I realized is that I'm not taking care of myself. Like, yes, I do need Connor to help more. I do need him to like do the dishes, take out the trash, make me dinner, like all of those things. But I also have to do my meditations, pull my cards, like uh, take a bath, self-love, self-care. Yeah. And I wasn't doing any of that. I was just in such mom mode of taking care of everyone else. And I said, I told him, I said, I resent you. I resent you because I'm not being taken care of. And what I realized is that 
I haven't been doing this for myself and I'm relying on you to be my steady hand and to do things for me. And again, it's okay for me to ask for more help, but I also have to do this for me. And so he went hunting Sunday and yesterday. And so I had the house alone with the dogs and I had my whole morning routine for like five hours on a Monday morning should have been working. No, I was like, I have to come back to myself. I have to be back in my body. I need to ask myself what I need. I need to just be in the quiet and breathe and come back to me. And I feel like a different freaking person. And I told him, I said, I just needed this space to breathe and to do things that make me feel good. Like I love put going this in your with calendar, you. put this in your calendar. Yes. So especially after that baby comes, cause I'm telling you girl, three girls back to back. I was either breastfeeding or pregnant for six years yeah. solid. You know, I'm telling you you lose yourself. Totally. And I realized that I was, and so many of my friends already have kids. We're a little late to the game. And that's one thing they always say. And I'm like, I'm so glad that I am learning this midway through my pregnancy so that I remember this when it comes time that there's a baby in the house. And I know that, hi, I'm going to be going and doing something for the next hour. Everyone leave me the heck alone. I need that for myself. And I have to honor myself and not be the martyr and like do everything for everyone else. No, that's not an example of what kind of example is you're giving to your baby too. Exactly. And you teach people how to treat you. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's the same thing, the Connor, the in-laws, the friends all and yourself, right? Yes. Yes. And then how am I a good business leader? And running my company when my cup is more than empty, I can't show up. Like I can't be good at my job. So it's just, it it goes into everything. It was such a good gut check for me. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Thanks. I'm telling you, I, and that's woman to woman, mom to mom, sister to sister and men, women, what, whatever that role is in your life. I think that's a really good metaphor for life. Do a self check-in my loves. I mean, you know, having that time for yourself. And I speak so much from experience. I lost myself for years, diminished myself for years. I was a yes to everybody else except myself. And then who got resentful, who lost out in the end I did. And then when I started changing, because I was the giver, the takers of the world (laughs) didn't much care for that. Mm -hmm. I'm (laughs) shocked. I know, right? Totally. And, you know, now I am the happiest, freest, most liberated I have ever been in my life. And I, over these last four years, I was with my, my girl's daughter for 22 years, good man, all of that. Um, however, like you, I was a different person. I wasn't able, and then, you know, talk about hormones and shutting down, not speaking my truth, couldn't speak my truth. And if I did, it wasn't heard, you know, it was just this blah, 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 blah thing. With all of that, again, going back to that liberating of energy, being honest with yourself, having those tough conversations with yourself. And I don't say tough in the, 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 oh my God, I'm going to have to climb that hill again. Just lean into it. You know what? And if it doesn't fit on you anymore, I kind of do the hat check. Oh, that's a cute hat. It looks good that way. Or it looks good this way. Yeah, it doesn't do, you know, swipe left, get rid of it. You don't need it. It's, it's just, it does not serve you any more. I love this conversation, Kelly. It feels like I've been sitting here for a couple of days, just talking to you. It feels really good. We've got a couple more minutes here. Is there anything that you want to end the conversation with? Mm. Well, I feel like this probably has people asking themselves questions or like reflecting on how they're living their lives. And I think one of the biggest questions is, 
well, how do I start? How do I ask myself better questions? What do I do with all of this information now that I kind of feel triggered and I don't know what to do? And the thing that I always share is that journaling has been one of the most profound tools um, that I've ever found. And I think that if you're scared to have hard conversations with other people and you're nervous about doing it with yourself, the journal is such a safe space to do that because who's going to see it? Uh, it's not going to judge you. The pages aren't going to jump out and be like, oh, loser. Why would you think that? Right. It's just, yeah. you get to, you get to be in a really safe and sacred space with a journal and you can share whatever. And if you've never journaled before, that's okay. Just start with whatever's on your mind. Like I'm drinking coffee, you know, the sky is blue, like whatever it is for you, but it's a muscle that you have to build and you have to practice. And the more that I journaled, the more that I found myself and the more that I found those truths that were kind of hiding within me that I was scared to acknowledge. And I, I think you can probably, you know, resonate with this is we create these stories in our minds and in our bodies that are so scary. Once I got them onto the page, I realized like, oh, this is not the monster I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's really helpful to get it out of your body, to see it in front of you and say, oh, that's that thing that I've been so scared to admit for 20 years. Like I, I, I just got it out. I admitted it. Okay. The next step is to say this to my husband or to my best friend or to myself out loud. And when we do that, we get to find more of ourselves. We get to have access to those deeper parts of ourselves that are hidden or suppressed, whether it's in communication or sexuality or family dynamics, any of that. And it is so liberating. Like you said, there's such a sense of liberation and freedom that comes with just being honest. And I think the journal is a really perfect place to start. Yes. Journaling and gratitude. Mm -hmm. Gratitude. And I say gratitude, and my show has always been about gratitude. It's a gratitude cafe before it was Clarity with Sue. And um, gratitude has been my foundation piece. Gratitude and thankful for the lesson I'm learning. Thankful for the conversation, the hard conversation, hard, hard conversation. It's still an education. It's, it's black or white to me. It's still an opportunity to learn. The contrast within that is still an opportunity to learn versus taking the victimhood or oh, oh shiitake I'm scared that kind of thing let me swing all the way back around Kelly at the top of the hour and I was in introducing you and Connor and your whole team and soul fire it is a podcasting epicenter for small businesses and it is a community and their niche is that small small business that entrepreneur they teach you from a to z or you can pick bits and pieces of what you do want to do. You can delegate them off. They will train you. They will teach you. They will educate you. They have online courses. They can hold your hand if you want. Well, metaphorically speaking, not, not enable you folks. I will hey, hold your hold hand on. through Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> or yes, totally. I wanted to remind all of you who I was talking to because we got into such a beautiful soul conversation. And that's Soulfire. So you can go to, it's soulfire.com, right? Soulfireproductions.com. That's right. Soulfireproductions.com. Strategy pod courses. Go on there, you guys. I highly, highly recommend leaning into that. If you have been or had a desire, get clear on this and go to Soulfire Productions and get your answers or your questions answered. Miss Kelly and Connor, congratulations on the baby. Thank you so Thank much you. for joining us today. Keep, keep leading, keep loving and thank you so much for joining us again thank you thank you thank you it's a great conversation thank you so much sue this has been so fun i really appreciate you so and you long. benny oh thank you Benny. Yay. Yay. <laughs>
All right, I'm here. We will see you next week and uh, remind you newsletter clarity with Sue, go in, type in your email. We don't spam. It's once a, once a week, you get special links and goodies from me. Uh, and until then, each of you are a gift. So get out there and share yourself with the world. Hey.